Hi, this is Jim. And this is Bax. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers' needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers Podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly. You're listening to BSH Radio. Is this true? Live from the WIP studios in Philadelphia. The hockey team, the Flyers. And right here on BroadStreetHockey.com. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to Broad Street Hockey Radio. That's right. BSH Radio. My name is Bill Matz, and I am your director of fun and games for the evening. With me, well, we have a bit of a we have a bit of a different panel this week, as the cool kids, as I call them, the popular kids, Charlie and Steph, are in route to Las Vegas for the NHL awards for the expansion draft to wave goodbye to Michael Neuvert as he makes his <laughs> way to the Golden Knights. So with me this week, the fly by herself, Kelly Hinkle. It's me. Hello. So um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm pretty psyched to learn that it's possible that Ron Hextall doesn't actually think that Dave Hextall is smart. Is this true? It might be. <laughs> I'm not sure, but I think we might be onto something here. Maybe I I felt a lot of relief after that protected list. Came the out. Andrew McDonald unprotected, uh, Belmar, yeah, uh, Belmar yeah. unprotected, Vandevelde still unsigned. So who knows? Maybe Hextall is doing what we wanted him to do and taking away all the coach's favorite toys. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Are you not done? Sorry. Yeah. No, I was done. Okay. <laughs> and filling in this week, Joey Pierogies. Hi, I'm here. Uh, I'm going to be like Charlie, except without any of the knowledge of the sport. So, I mean, that's a thing. But uh, what I want to start is I want to start a petition to get Dan Cleary on the Flyers. Uh, <laughs> if you didn't know, Dan Cleary just won a Calder Cup with the whoever the Red Wings uh, AHL team is. But... You know, I Grand think, Rapids is yeah, that them? Yeah, yeah. He, the Griffins. He, he's a you know he's a season champion. I think he could bring a lot of heart <laughs> and grit to this team. And oh man, the Flyers need him. If we were to go after the two Dans, both Cleary and Girardi, I think they'd have enough sandpaper to maybe get a parade down Broad Street. You know they need or Dan whatever Girardi's leadership. Whatever's there. going on in Allentown. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was along the same lines. This whole thing with Shane Doan. Uh, the Coyotes aren't going to extend him a contract offer because he's a hundred. Like he yeah. might, he might actually be twice the age of the general manager. He could actually play with his kids, <laughs> yeah. like Gordy Howe, if he wants. But yeah. the, the the Coyotes put out this release today, and it, it, it and of course it's hyperbolic because Shane Doan is like the only thing that there's been there to see ever. Basically, I feel like since I've started watching hockey, <laughs> yeah. Shane Doan has been on the field. He probably okay. has. Yeah. It's been like yeah. 21 years or something. But they call him one of the great. Greatest captains ever. No. And I don't see how you can come to that conclusion. You can't. When in his time there, they've won two playoff series. They went to one conference final, got eliminated in the first round a bunch of times, and missed the playoffs a bunch of times. Jonathan Taves is pointed at as like the premier captain because he captains a great team, so they win. How is Shane Doan a great captain if he's never won a damn thing? How is it at all possible? Well, I do feel that you can be a good leader on a very shitty hockey team, and that's of no fault of your own. However, I don't really think Shane Doan has anything remarkable. I mean, obviously in the room, he could be a very great leader. We don't know, but he's never really done anything that impressive on the ice. That's the thing. I just, like, we judge certain guys a certain way, but since he plays on a team that's a joke anyway... He's just he just must be a great leader because he stuck it out the whole time. He's been there for what twenty one years? Yeah, something yeah, like that. Since, I mean, maybe that's since it. The, his rookie year was their last year in Winnipeg. Yeah, yeah. It's literally Joe's entire life. Can we talk about that? <laughs> his entire life. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's a child. Jeez, <laughs> <Jeez>, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get more than five minutes in? I want to tell everybody, before uh, before we get any further into the show, I'm going to tell everybody about what's going on Friday, June 23rd at Smith's in Center City, at Smith's Restaurant and Bar. Uh, it is going to be just an amazing draft party. You're... Is this true? <laughs> That's my good stuff. 
all your favorites of the BSH uh, of the BSH radio crew will be there. We're going to be doing a live broadcast uh, for the Flyers picking second overall. We want you all to be there. Keith Jones is going to be there. John Marks is going to be representing WIP. He'll be broadcasting live as well. It is going to be a great time, everybody. If you missed. If you miss your chance to hang out with us and see Nico or Nolan become a Flyer, you're going to regret it until the Flyers win another lottery in 25 years. You're going to lose sleep over it every night for the rest of your life. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say that you're going to live with a lifetime of regret, but you're going to live with a lifetime of regret. Totally. And you will be on the WIP, too. <laughs> That's a, my producer's giving me notes. That's I, was tr- I was trying to say, you guys will also be on WIP broadcasting. Yes, that we will be broadcasting on WIP as well. It's going to be a crossover promotion. It is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I just want everyone to come out and have a great time. It is very rare uh, that we get these opportunities in Philadelphia. And, of course, we will have them on back-to-back nights Hold with, with Mark Fultz and Nico Heeshare. You buried the lead. What's the lead? Keith Jones, baby. <laughs> Keith Jones is going to be there. I so, mean... Somebody's going to need to watch Kelly. She's just going to lunge into Keith Jones and just give him a bear hug. I'm absolutely hugging Keith Jones before the night is through, and I, I, I just want everyone to know. It's happening, so prepare yourself. Hashtag professionalism. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the draft, uh, we are going to be joined now by the hockey writer's own Dan Rice. He's been covering the Devils for about 12 years. He's plugged in when we just need to know what's going on. So, Dan, first and foremost, Nico or Nolan? Wait, I thought we were talking about the Sixers. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much all that's going on uh, this week. The, 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 the team that benefits most is the Phillies. Isn't a single person in the city paying attention to that atrocity right now, and they're really benefiting from this. Hey, that, that's good for them. It's, hey, it's all, it's all good for the city, too. You know, you, you get to have uh, some excitement during the off seasons when there's, there's nothing really going on. Uh, I know there's around the Devils, that's the excitement of – you know, we weren't supposed to be picking here. So uh, to be able to, to move up to that spot and, and get a player that you probably didn't think you had a chance at, whether it's Nico or Nolan, uh, a couple months ago, and now you're sitting uh, trying to make that decision, it's, it's a nice problem to have, I guess. So uh, I saw you wrote in May that you were, uh, you were a Nolan Patrick guy. Uh, I saw the TSN final rankings have Nico going one. Craig Buttons had one since the Devils won the lottery. Where do you come down on this? Uh, and I'll say this first. I haven't watched either one play like a live game. I've watched highlights. I've watched clips. I've talked to a lot of people that did watch these kids play. Um, I, I'm on Team Nolan still. I look at the guy that was projected to be number one last year, and he still held that ranking throughout the full season, uh, despite all the injuries, despite all the, the the things that the problems that he had this season. Uh, he was still pretty productive, um, and I think Nico had a, a great season. Um, it just scares me a little that he didn't have any uh, fanfare behind him leading up to this season. And now it's nice that he shot up the rankings, but. Uh, was this a flash in the pan? Was it, uh, uh, you know, people not being familiar with him because he came over from another country? So, you know, I think with either player, you can't really go wrong. And, and I'm sure for Philly fans as well as New Jersey fans, uh, like I said, two months ago, you weren't thinking you were going to have a, a sniff at either one of these two guys. And, and now you have a chance to have one of them on your team next year. So over the last couple of weeks, Dan, um, there's been some stuff written about how the Devils might be looking to improve their defense through the draft. And there was some suggestion that they may either uh, try to trade down or perhaps even go off board. But if they stay at number one, going off board is crazy, right? Like, there's no way. Yeah, it's Nico and Nolan. There's no two ways about that. Um, the Devils are flying some fans out there to, to Chicago for the draft. I don't think they would fly them out there for uh, a lesser heralded player. Um they might. I mean, who knows? But I, I think at the end of the day, you have to take one of those two players, and, and they're going to take whoever they think is the best fit for them going forward. And uh, as far as defense goes, I, I think there's a few things that they need to work out, obviously, but I don't think that's going to be with the number one pick. I'm not even sure it's going to be during the draft because you're not going to get a, a player that's going to come in and help save this defense next season. That That's going to come via trade, maybe trading draft picks. Um, that, that 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 would have to be the avenue. I, I don't think they're going to be – I think they'll throw a lot of money at Chattenkirk, but I don't think they'll be a, a team that he signs with either. 
All right, Dan. Uh, before, of course, the draft on Friday, we have the expansion draft, and that's going to get uh, Vegas's picks are going to get announced on Wednesday. The uh, the Devils chose to only protect eight skaters so they could hold on to four D men. So, who do you think are the uh, the most likely candidates to end up in Vegas? Uh, I, I think there's probably three or four really solid candidates that, that Vegas is going to probably choose from. Um, starting with Mike Canelari, he's probably the most known of, of the players. Um, great resume, goal scorer, um, pricey, $5 million for each of the next two seasons, um, and injury prone. He hasn't played a full season uh, since he's been with the Devils, at least. And I'm sure going back, he's, he's had injuries as well. I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, other options for them would be Devontae Smith-Pelly, uh, Bo Bennett, uh, if they want to go on defense, uh, veteran guy, Ben Lovejoy. Um, and, and those kind of guys would be guys that I think they maybe select them and then flip them for draft picks or, or prospects at the trade deadline to a contender. Uh, Lovejoy won a cup with Pittsburgh last season. Um, Bennett won a cup with them as well, but he wasn't really part of it because he was hurt. Um, and then they can go for the younger players like a, a Devontae Smith-Pelly and a John Merrill, who are, I think they're both 25. So, uh, that, that that's probably more in, in the range of player that they're looking for. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll find out, I guess, when everybody else finds out. Now, where do you think the Devils are at currently in their rebuild? Um, they've finished, you know, kind of lower in the standings the last few seasons. But how far along do you believe they are and how far do you believe they are from being a team that could uh, make some noise and perhaps get into the playoffs? Yeah, that, that's the million-dollar question around these parts because uh, Coach Hines has been here for now two full seasons. Um, the team started out pretty good the first season and then tapered off at the end. And last season, the same thing. It's that they tapered off around the middle of the season. Um, he was brought here as a guy from Wilkes-Barre uh, that was supposed to get the most out of prospects. And, and we look at some of the players that have contributed to Pittsburgh's success over the last two years, the young players. And he coached them when they were, you know, in the Wilkes-Barre organization. And um, he has that pedigree. And, and we've seen that a little bit with, with certain players. Uh, maybe like a Miles Wood comes out uh, uh, as the, the first name that I think of where he really came out of nowhere. And, and um, I think part of that is Pines and his coaching staff putting him in the right situations, uh, let, letting him, uh, uh, you know, really grow in – the NHL he's only I think he just turned 21 so he's still got plenty of more room to grow but this is a big season for them if if they're in the same position again in the middle of the season especially after getting a Nolan or a Nico added to your roster um, he could very well be on the hot seat uh, you know there's, there's some pretty good coaching candidates out there with experience and without experience and um, maybe at some point they look at they, they need to get a more established uh, NHL kind of type coach in here um, to, to turn this around and uh, it, you know it, a lot of it starts too with goaltending the goaltending has to be better Corey Schneider had obviously off season last year um, he needs to get back to the way he was when he first got here in New Jersey when he was taking starts away from Martin Brodeur but, uh, so there's, there's a lot of question marks and, and uh, I, I think the roster is going to look pretty different uh, when the season starts from when it ended uh, it's just uh, we don't know how different and, and which pieces will be different going forward. I, I got to yeah. tell you, I got to tell you, Dan, my heart is breaking for the Devils not getting good goaltending. I'm really, I'm really <laughs> just like crying over here for you guys. Uh, but like looking at uh, looking at your last, I guess six drafts, but your last uh, five first round picks, it looks like the Devils haven't got a ton of value out of those picks. Uh, Pavel Zaka played most of the year last year, not a ton of uh, not a ton of production. We we seem to overrate our prospects here. What kind of prospects uh, beyond Zaka do, do the Devils have that we might be uh, hearing from sooner than later? Well, uh, Zaka did play most of last season. He's used uh, sparingly, different situations. Um, and, and we have to try and remember with all these prospects, quote-unquote, they're, they're pretty young guys. They haven't fully developed. They haven't fully matured. Uh, getting used to playing a longer schedule, uh, eating right, those kind of things. Um, so uh, I, I tend to be a little bit more patient with prospects 
Um, a, a guy that's not a, a, a top-end guy, I like to see them get at least 100 games down in the minor leagues. Uh, the AHL is a pretty good competitive league. There's a lot of pros down there that they can learn from. Um, but guys that will be expected to contribute either next season or the following season would, would definitely be uh, some of the first-round picks. John Quenville, he got a little taste last year. Uh, Mikey McLeod, uh, he was the number one pick last year. Uh, I'd be shocked if he's not on the roster opening night. Um, but that's again, that's he's a kid. He he needs to put more weight on his body. He's very slight. Uh, he needs to get in the gym and and you know develop into a man and uh, from being a kid. And, and I, I think sometimes we look at guys like uh, Austin Matthews and Economic David. Uh, you know the first two names that, that pop into my head and. They come into the league and they take over, and we wonder why can't every first-round pick be like that. But it's not always going to be that way. And Sometimes we see lower draft picks come in and, and win jobs, and, and uh, maybe it's because they played in men's leagues overseas or whatever it is. But, uh, you know, like, like we mentioned a few minutes earlier, it's going to take uh, – uh, they're going to have a very different-looking team next year, and, and I think there will be some youth mixed in. Uh, a little bit more than this past season, and uh, and hopefully one of these guys turns into a, an everyday NHLer, a top six forward. Everybody wants a top six forward, but uh, speaking of know, top six to- forwards, Dan, I just have one more question for you. What is mm-hmm. up with with Kovalchuk? What's going on? Is he coming back? Is that ever happening? I I believe he's going to come back, but he's not going to come back as a New Jersey Devil, and that's another asset that they have to uh, go along with the, the plethora of draft picks they have this year and next year. Um, they're going to try and I, – I think it's at the point now where uh, uh, Mr. Shero said uh, he, he's going to – his agent is going to talk with teams, see which teams are interested. If they can work out a, a contract, that's great. And then come back to the Devils and we'll try and work out a trade. And uh, he, he wants to play – I mean, he's going to be 35 or he's – just about to be 34. Um, he's not a player that, that really fits in the mold of what the Devils are trying to do in this quote-unquote rebuild. Uh, he, he's a guy that probably we'll see go to like a Tampa Bay or a Florida, uh, one of these teams that are on the cusp or, or they need that one more player to put them over there at the top. Um, I'd be shocked if he was dealt within the division. Um, but stranger things have happened, so we'll, we'll see uh, what becomes of that. But I, I don't think there's any way he'll be in, in, in a New Jersey Devils uniform, but I do believe he will be in the NHL next season. Thank you, Dan. That was Dan Rice. You can find him on Twitter, at DRDiablo, THW. Uh, Dan, I'll see you on the dark side of the moon, my man. All right. Thanks very much. Have a good night. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. That's right. his, That's his, like, sign-off. I really on, appreciate on that Twitter. he yeah. sounded like an extra from The Sopranos. He's my new favorite person. <laughs> that, I liked him was, a lot. That was, that was dead perfect. Yeah. <laughs> that was AJ in the devil's hat right yeah, there. It was. I really hope he takes it as a compliment because I certainly meant it as one, like of the highest order. I don't see how he could take it any other way. Uh, but we were just talking to Dan about that protected list. And now we have to get into our own, guys, because the Flyers did something that I don't think anybody expected in protecting Scott Lawton. That's the that's one of the big surprises of the whole of the whole release of the protected lists is Scott Lawton will not be being selected. We talked about him as top three candidate. Yeah, I was like super shocked that they protected him and not. And again, this goes back to we've talked a lot about this. Scott Lawton is not a bad player and nobody thinks he's a bad player and nobody doesn't think that he's an NHL player. However, it has seemed during his time here that the Flyers don't really seem to think he fits on this team. They've tried him at wing. They've tried him at center. Every time they bring him up, he ends up going back down. So you just kind of had to at you know, think to yourself, okay, well, they don't think he's going to fit here, so why protect him? Maybe they let him go. But then um, I think if this protected list and also the Nick Cousins trade revealed anything, it's that Hextall's not really going to let young guys go for nothing. Um, so perhaps if he doesn't think that Scott Lawton is going to fit on this team, he thinks that he can get something for him. So he decided to hold on. See, I can see reasoning in protecting Scott Lawton as in they sent him down to the AHL to kind of like reform his game and, you know, uh, I guess more turn him into like a, a more bottom six kind of penalty kill guy. You know, maybe Belmar 2.0 for Lucky. 
But um, so I can kind of see that angle in protecting him as the team is looking at, okay, we've invested this much in this guy, so we need to keep him around. Whereas, you know, maybe Jordan Wheel, they, you know, they just brought him in in the last, you know, couple years. They really haven't invested much time into him. So if you want to look at it from that angle, I, I guess it makes sense, but. I think Jordan Wheel's, uh, I think not signing him kind of acts as its own protection slot. Yeah, I think like, so too. Uh, are they really going to. Like overpay for Drew. I fully believe that they have a deal worked out already, yep. and they're just going to wait to announce it after the draft. So it's kind of an extra protection slot. Yep. But uh, like you were saying, the Belmar 2.0 thing. If you're looking at, if the Flyers are going to take, let's just say Lawton and Vecchioni, and say these are our new Belmar and Vandevelde, <laughs> that's a tremendous upgrade. So I'm totally cool with that, and it fits in with the Hextall. Maybe doesn't think. Hackstall is a genius, and so he's going to try to fit this roster to avoid the coach being able to screw it up like he did last season. Yeah, so we actually um, <clears throat> did a bit of back-and-forth discussion about this protected list um, with the Broad Street Hockey crew, and uh, I think it was Albert that made the point that there's a disconnect between on-ice usage and this protected list that kind of, I think, reinforces the fact that maybe Hextall isn't on Team Hextall. And that was something that we talked a lot about. Like, we were starting to think, well, oh shit, if Hextall thinks that Hextall's making the right choices, this is bad for everybody. It's not going to go well if he's on board with the way he's using his personnel. But when you have a guy like Lawton, who never really sees NHL ice time get protected, and then you have a guy like Belmar and McDonald, who see a ton of ice time from the coach, don't get protected, then you're thinking, okay, well, maybe Hextall does kind of see that he might need to make some moves to protect his coach from himself, and that, I think, is something to be excited about. So Lawton over Wheel, we kind of think there's a way that that works both ways. Lawton over uh, Weiss, Weiss has a stupid contract, so that makes sense. Lawton over Belmar, he's no good, so that makes sense. Lawton over Lear, Lear's probably never going to be anything more than maybe a fourth liner. But Lawton over Raffle, is it just that they invested a first-round pick in Lawton and Raffle was kind of one of those... Like lottery tickets, like you hit on an Austrian um, undrafted guy? The way I look at Raffle is Raffle's, you know, a fantastic player. And uh, again, I'm saying I'm Charlie for tonight. So uh, I, I feel, you know, I can call Raffle a play driver. So, you know, he's a play driver. But um, go the play drivers. The play drivers, <laughs> yes. But Raffle, you know, he's almost an expendable asset, as in he's a very replaceable guy, you know, on the ice. Like, you know, you can find, you know, plenty of, you know, third line bottom six wingers of his caliber. Maybe, you know, maybe he's on the top topper tier of that, but he's more, uh, you know, replaceable. I think it's also, Raffle's got, what, five years on Lawton? Yes, and also his contract, I think, is a bit shorter or and longer. He also got hurt last year. What, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> the injury history plays in a lot. He's only played the one full season. Even the year he had... 21 goals. I think he only played 67 games or something like that. Like it was, he's really kind of been fragile out there. He, I think he's a great utility player. I really enjoy what he brings to the game, how you can play him on any line. But if you can't stay on the ice, what good are you? Uh, speaking of your usage, Kelly, yes. Manning over Andrew McDonald. I know. What, how? I, like, honestly, that I think shocked me more than anything. I was fully expecting Andrew McDonald to get protected. Pure, but it's pure common sense to expose oh, Andrew McDonald. Of course McDonald's. it is. If you have a chance, uh, uh, any non-zero chance to get out of that contract, you have to take. Giving them the option to commit human error. I think in my in my uh, thing about the uh, about the protected list, if you've ever swiped right instead of left, <laughs> actually, I, I mean, if you've accidentally ever swiped the wrong way, that's the hope with Vegas is that they accidentally take Andrew McDonald. I mean, for sure, but we've spent a lot of time <laughs> talking ourselves into the fact that this team likes and values Andrew McDonald, and I was just ready for them to like and value Andrew McDonald enough to give him a protected slot, and that they didn't makes me very happy. I've never been happier to be wrong. Almost, I almost wanted to go streaking when I saw the list come out. I was down in Delaware for Firefly, and I was with our uh, with our boss man, Travis Hughes, looking over the lists, and I saw the name, and I saw Manning, and I was just like, okay, I need to take my clothes off and streak just right now. Like the, He didn't mess this up. Like Hexall did not mess this up. And, oh, it's just so relieving. And finally, Stoli the goalie. Stolars the Golars <laughs> over Neuvert, and it's because Neuvert's going to Vegas. Okay, so okay, so okay, let's have a real talk here. Brilliant. <clears throat> All right, <clears throat> let's. 
So Marc-Andre Fleury is going to be a Knights. He's going to be one of the Knights, and right? Yeah, yeah. So that's happening. Maybe. So there's one. And you really think Neuver is going to be the second one. And, Why wouldn't they have a good backup? And But there are other ones that are better. Detroit, some reason, protected Jimmy Howard over Peter Morazic. I'm telling you the only way that this is going to happen, and I, I kind of want it to just because I think it's going to be fucking hilarious for you to rub this in everyone's faces, but... It's going to be all summer. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's going to be right. I you guys know. But... There has been some talk that maybe McPhee might try to just hoard all of the goaltenders so that everyone who needs a goalie has to come through him. And if he decides to do that, then yeah, he's definitely going to take he seems He seems hell-bent on using this expansion draft to extract draft picks from, from teams. to just. I mean, he's doing a good job yeah, of it. He's already got the, like I think, four deals unofficially At agreed least, to. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, he looks intent on building his team the right way, even though he's got to select a certain number of veterans. He's got to take... You know, thirty veterans in this draft. Basically, uh, I don't think he's f- actually going to do that because he looks at you have to build through the draft. Yes, we need to put a team on the ice like this year and next year, but we want to build this the right way and have something sustainable. And he's going to get as many picks as possible. The Flyers, if you haven't known, ton of draft picks. They got They've some. got a lot. I fully believe that in some way, Neuver and Raffle and a couple of picks end up in Vegas. And Flurry ends up in Philadelphia. That's yeah. all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. It all makes sense. But why wouldn't Vegas want to keep Flurry? Because they're gonna have another goalie, and they're why would they want him? Because he's not bad. Yeah, but he's not. He's no, he's not bad at all. But he's not young. No. And I feel like they want to build a real team. I mean, to be honest, if we're if we end up with Mark Andre Fleury for two years, I'm not going to be mad about it. I'm going to be ecstatic simply because of how mad the Penguins. They're going to be so mad. They oh worship God. that dude. They, they've made him out to be a legend all Seriously. of a sudden. He sat on the bench for two of their three cups in this era, and somehow he's a legend. But he is just the nicest <laughs> yeah. guy, and so yeah. they. Love him. And if he were on the Flyers, they would all just collectively oh, yeah. the shit be- themselves. It the would be wonderful. Part, the best part of that is if Flurry, you know, we meet up with the Penguins again in the playoffs, and Flurry's our goalie, and he just like goes completely lights out, just doesn't let up anything, you know, compared to 2012. Yeah, the, he just basically said, "Here, Philly, you can have this playoff series. The, it's all yours." The opposite of when he yeah. against us. Yeah, <laughs> I no, I honestly, Flurry's good. If the Flyers get him, cool. The only reason I want him is because of how Pittsburgh has reacted to that possibility over the last week or so since the idea has come up. Flyers so, did make a trade this week. They did. As uh, I believe Kelly or one of you two referenced. I did. I can never remember it was who me. referenced what. <laughs> Cousins and Merrick Madsen traded to the Coyotes for a 2018 fifth and some NCAA prospect who had like two goals last year. Eh, it's a trade. <laughs> Explain. Um, well, I think, you know, looking at this, like, you know, your, your bottom six on this team is just so scrambled. There really wasn't a spot for Nick Cousins, you know, that they, they, he really just hasn't seemed to stick anywhere in the lineup. They put him at center, you know, he doesn't really stick. They put him at wing. He's just, he's just kind of, eh, you know, that's how I look. I look at Nick Cousins. I just think, eh, and, uh, and Madsen, I, I don't know if he was like Arizona's main target, but odds are he wasn't going to sign here. There's so much goalie depth, you know, ahead of him. You got Hart, you know, Stolars, Sandstrom, Tomac. So and with 11, 11 picks this year, good and, chance goalie yes, comes up and again. And has, you know, expressed that he does want to yeah. take another goalie. So, you know, it, it makes sense he wouldn't sign here. Is I think he is due to sign. But uh, I really just think this is a, a deal of, okay, we have these two guys. We don't have room for them. Uh, you know, let's just not let them walk for nothing or let them, you know, let's at least get some sort of value out of this. Because, you know, who knows? That fifth-round pick could be uh, – you know, Jamie Benn or maybe Tyrell Goulborn again. Awesome. No, Oscar <laughs> Lindblom, fifth-round pick. Yes. I uh, I thought because that the Flyers' offense is a it's a power play dependent offense. They need power plays to score goals. It's their competitive advantage with the players on this roster. If you take penalties, the Flyers score. Nick Cousins was excellent. At drawing penalties. It was the only thing he was above average at. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, you know, honestly, he had a good shit-eating grin. Yeah. In all seriousness, you know, best best on the team of, you know, grins. Ew. He, he was... <laughs> no, he was he a guy... He had a punchable face. He, he yeah. face No, his, his face was absolutely, like, guy I would want to fight. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Incredibly punchable face. <laughs> Big guy at the bars. But apparently it worked on most of the league, because his yeah. pen... Like, only, I think, Gostaspare and Giroux drew more penalties yeah, I know. than Cousins. But you... You don't need. I mean, that's not a thing that you keep on the team. Like, you don't keep a guy on the team for that reason alone. And we have, as you mentioned, a logjam 
at the bottom six. If now, you have to clear somebody out. What was surprising to me about the Cousins trade is we didn't see more of them around the league. Just like, guy who was probably going to be exposed, so mm-hmm. dump him on another team for nothing. Arizona protected Nick Cousins, didn't and, they? And they protected Luke Shen. That's the more important thing out of anything. <laughs> I, 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 oh. Yeah, to be honest, I was kind of expecting Saturday to have a lot more fireworks than it yeah, did. The, the, there wasn't there was, a lot going on. I think that, I mean, I'm assuming that there were a lot more side deals made mm-hmm. that we don't know about. Um, but I was kind the of flurry hoping. Deal. It's done. Yeah, <laughs> I was kind of hoping that there would be a bit more fireworks on Saturday, but you know, yeah, whatever. It, it was a thing that happened. <laughs> it, was it was more exciting than deadline day. The yeah. uh, <laughs> the seventy five million dollar cap. We had all those threats again every year. That just threats of oh, it's going to be a flat cap. Get ready, it's going to be salary cap Armageddon. And then it's like oh wait, Chicago won't have a team. Uh, no, cap's going up. <laughs> Does this? But th- it's going to be seventy-five. It's going up two mil. Uh, does this change what you think the Flyers should do in free agency with a little bit extra, a little N- bit extra cash? No, nah. Thank nah. it. I mean, honestly, is there anybody they can go out in free agency and get? They don't need any forwards. Maybe a veteran defenseman. Uh, you know, it, it, no. if, if Ron Hextall signs a forward, why? You know, there's so many forwards on this team. There's, you know. Why? So. They have eleven million. They have. Uh, they have to get the wheel deal done. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> the wheel, wheel deal. deal. Oh, wheel Woo! deal. I'm ass- and I'm. I'm assuming that's going to be somewhere around two to three, right? Yeah, that it can't logical. possibly be more than it three. It can't be. No. Uh, they have to find a goalie, and they have some uh, RFA deals to get done with Vecchioni, Stolarz, and Lawton. So they have a good amount of cash. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I. I so badly would want to see TJ. I know everyone's against TJ Oshie, and I know he's out no. of your mind. I William, know it's William a bad the door contract. Is right there, no. go out of the door. I feel like I should be yelling. I Steph know would be yelling. <laughs> I understand that he's not a superstar, and I understand that he's going to get overpaid. I just think what he does would be good for this team. But what does he do? What's he do? Scores goals, and he's a two-way player. You know who else scores goals? <laughs> no, not I don't know a single guy on the Philadelphia Flyers who scores goals, quite honestly. Wayne Simmons, and that's it. And they have to bounce off his knee. We need... Well, so... Okay, so one of the things that I Charlie was Charlie voice, to- Braden Shen. <laughs> <laughs> but, but does Oshie Drive play? He doesn't need to. So here's the thing, guys. It's time... To go full Maple Leafs. Enough already with this patient approach. I've had enough of it. Bring up all of the kids. It cannot get worse. They're going to score goals. It'll be tough to be worse than last season. But who do you season. bring up? Like looking down, like you know, obviously Windblom is going to be somebody who's going to definitely vibe. For That's spot, one. Number two, you're him. Gonna, you're going to bring Taylor Lear up. No. The second pick, Lindblom. Number two, Lindblom. Hold on, I made and a all the defensemen. All of the oh. defensemen. Yeah, and then you got Konechny, who can actually play instead of sitting in the press box. Like, He's all of learn. these things, yeah. He's got to learn. You got Wheel. There was a good Hextall quote that I read in, uh, I can't remember what, uh, no, it was in one of the videos that was on the Flyers website, where they're just like, Hextall, on this. <laughs> and just him ad- answering, like, a question from Panach. But uh, he talks about calling up the defenseman and having, well, first they asked him, like, what are the chances of having six rookies on this team? It's like, well, six is a little high. But uh, talking about all three or at least two of the young defensemen in uh, in in Hag and Moran, yeah. they've been in the AHL for two and three seasons. So it's not like you're pulling a 19-year-old up and just saying it's going to be it's it's going to be a guy straight out of juniors and we're going to have to deal with it. Like these are guys who have learned to be professionals and know how to play the kind of game they're going to be asked to be played. So it won't be as much of a stretch as Proverall versus Konechny making the team last year. Like those guys specifically have a good route. But to I this see roster. I never thought that they were going I never thought that that was a stretch. And I know that a lot of people did. They didn't expect Proverov or Konechny to make the team last year, but I all along thought that they would. And the thing is, like, I'm of the opinion that there's nothing that these kids can learn in the AHL that they can't learn in the NHL. And if it's if it's a size issue, okay. If you got to let a kid fill out, that, that makes sense to me. Like, for example, if we end up with Nico and you want to send him back to juniors because he's got to put on 20 pounds onto his frame before he's ready for the NHL, okay, fine. But if we end up with Nolan Patrick, who's the size of a large man, there's nothing that he can <laughs> learn in juniors or in the AHL in a couple of years that he can't learn playing in the NHL. 
There's Nolan, nothing he can learn. Nolan Patrick, uh, from everything I've read, is going to play in the NHL next season. One uh, would hope. The last, the one thing I read about Nico, and it was his coach at Halifax, who was just like, at the end of last season, he was dead, and it, that kind of grind, that's the NHL. That's every single night. Like, Think about all the back-to-backs the Flyers played last year. There is absolutely no way they will play that number of back-to-backs again, but that's the NHL grind. Think about going into a playoff a playoff run and playing 100 games that year. Like, That's a ton of hockey, so I don't know if Nico is ready for that, but I want to find out. Yeah. I would love to give him the nine-game tryout. Oh, for Why sure. Why don't we do that? That was that was fun when we tried it with Lawton, but it was the it was the uh it was his it was the lockout year, so we only got like a four or five game tryouts and then we were just like get out of here, Scotty. Yeah, it's just the the patience for the sake of patience bothers me. The idea that we can't have six rookies on a team because that's too many rookies. Well who who the fuck says? Tell that to Mitch Marner <laughs> and Austin Matthews and everybody else up in Toronto. You can have a bunch of rookies and they're gonna play like See. kids. They're gonna have a lot of fun. And it's going to be awesome. Like it, it, but like you look at like you know like I know you you want to argue the kids, but you know the Leafs like all their big guys. You know, uh, Marner spent what didn't he spend an extra year in juniors or in the AHL? Austin Matthews was the top pick. Uh, Newender played a couple years in the AHL. So right. it's like it's and, not and a one for is, one comparison. And the thing is, they're all they were all first round picks. You know, looking at some of the guys the Flyers might bring up, Winbaum. You know. He wasn't a first. Yeah, but I just I just think that being a rookie should not disqualify you from making an NHL team out of the gate. Uh, Hextall has seemed more, uh, more, like accepting of the possibility of bringing of bringing in uh, multiple rookies. Like I think he was apprehensive, and I think in the piece he said, looking back and seeing how Provorov did. Yeah, it's totally possible somebody could have success at this stage. And given the experience of most of those guys, like, yeah, Lindblom was a fifth-round pick, but he was voted best forward in Sweden last year. So there's really nowhere else for him to go. I guess he could play in the American League, but what's the point? Yeah, what's the point? <laughs> what is the point? I, I'm tired of... We need to get some more seasoning on him. Like, no, we don't. Just let him play. If he's bad, then you can send him down. But I can guarantee you that he won't be. All right, so I want to get into some other stuff. Uh, All right, some of the uh, some of the moves that were made first. Mike Smith traded to the Flames. A lot of people pegged Mike Smith as a candidate uh, to be starting in Philadelphia. I would have liked Thoughts. that. I like his face. Um, he's not going to come here because Flair's coming here, right? Yeah, that's yeah, what I thought. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Well, we still need a goalie because Norbert's going to Las Vegas. Stoli. Yeah. It's going to be Stolarz and Flurry. It's a perfect combo. What kind of contract is Smith on? I don't even know. He's got like two years left. Oh, of like so that would have worked. He's one of those guys. He's got, yeah. he's, got a, he's got a bigger contract, but Arizona did eat like I think a quarter. Of yeah, I think they retained twenty five percent. Yeah. I am just I don't want Arizona goalies. I just have an issue with that. I just I don't want anything from that franchise. You it's a wasteland out there. Want <laughs> Nothing good happens there. No, really? I don't want anything from out there. I'm good. I feel like I, there's I'm 20, obligated there's 30 other teams. I'm to point out that this is where Steph would shout something about Chikrin. Yeah, whatever. Nah, I'll, take, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll take the Flyers, like, seven defensive prospects for one Chikrin. I'm cool. I don't need yeah. anything from Arizona. Nah, I'm good, too. All right. Uh, let's see. The protected and exposed surprises from around the league. Uh, Jonathan Marsha show. I worked on that all day. I'm super proud of you. <laughs> I worked on it all day. That's hard. Yeah. <laughs> wrote it out phonetically and everything. <laughs> uh, from Florida, he's 26. Broke out this year for 30 goals. Uh, was on the power play with Barkov. I can't believe he he's been exposed. Yeah, that I yeah I don't know what's going on there. And Peter Morazic by Detroit, I think were the two biggest names. That was the yeah, one that what, really. What why are, would they, he just had a down year? What are you doing, Ken Holland? Is and just, they just uh, want to keep Jimmy Howard because he could um, play for Team I, USA. I, I, I saw something that was like the, they wanted to uh, expose him because he had attitude issues or something like that. Oh but the God! Thing, but the thing is, you look at they really toyed around Morazic. You know, a couple years ago when he was good, they said, "Okay, we're gonna look, you know, look at you as our goalie going forward. They're gonna try to move Howard." And then they found out, wait a minute, we can't actually trade Jimmy Howard because nobody wants him. So I, I, yeah, that's just a mess. And Detroit is a mess in general. And, and they protected uh, Justin Abdelgader. So it's amazing to me what's what happened to doing? that team. What are you doing, Ken Holland? Babcock just straight up was like, yo. I gotta get the fuck out of here. Storms are coming. Yeah. (laughs) Straight up just bounced. He he like had a premonition. He's like, all right, 
<laughs> shit's about to hit the fan. I need to get out of here. First ticket out. It's like, oh, wait. I, yeah, I see what's going on in Toronto. They got, like, the next Bowman uh, Wings team. I'm going there. Yeah, right. Like, ten guys all the same age who are going to be stars. I'm out of here. <laughs> uh, but uh, George McPhee, GM for Vegas, uh, has a me- put out a message to teams on Sunday. He said, you can negotiate your way out of this if you wish, talking about the uh, expansion draft. Every team in this league has a chance to protect their roster, meaning they will take compensation and just sign like UFAs or do whatever off your team. Like they would take Delzato from the Flyers if we gave them enough to just take Delzato. Uh, is this a good tactic for him to hold the whole league basically hostage? Yes, I kind of like that's it. That's a fantastic idea because, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to look and you're going to take a bunch of 27, 28 year old guys who you're really not going to turn in them much. Or you could say, hey, we're going to, you know, we got you guys by the balls. We're going to strangle it, hold you. And uh, we're gonna take what we can from you. Yeah, that's. I think it was. Um, I think Puck Daddy today had an article out about how even if you go through every team's exposed list and you take the absolute best player there, the team that Vegas is gonna ice next year is not gonna be super great. So really, this is the only way that they have to make a good team is to kind of do these side deals and to hold the league hostage a little bit. And I kind of hope they do. It's gonna be a fun summer if they do. I kind of. I'm kind of hoping that they do this goalie thing where they just take every goalie and hold everybody hostage. I've It'll seen, be fun. I've seen mock drafts where they end up with like seven goalies. Seven goalies, yeah. That's <laughs> the, the one that I keep coming back to is that they take seven goalies and they're like, hey, you guys need a goalie? Hey, well, maybe, guess what we maybe need they could, maybe for everything. Like, yeah. Maybe, <laughs> they could deploy some sort of tactic where they play a different goalie every week. It's like roulette. You know, it's Vegas. You know, what goalie can we play this week? Spin the wheel. Yes. <laughs> I love it, Joe. That's Thank a great you, idea. <laughs> it is it is Vegas. Uh yeah. Uh I can't remember what I was going to do. Oh, here it is. Yeah, you can negotiate your way out of this. Uh there's a bunch of players with previous connections to McPhee. Uh Cody Eakin, uh Philip Grubauer, Neuvert, of course. Uh he drafted those guys. Uh the G- former Caps GM previously signed Washington defenseman Nate Schmidt out of college and uh Sharks right winger Joel Ward. And traded for Flames right winger Troy Brower. So I guess everyone's playing the same game I am. Like, yeah, right? <laughs> McPhee liked this guy, so he's going to take him from <laughs> us. Uh, I like, uh, I just like that this is kind of exciting. Like, this is a whole different. I wish they would add a team every year. Right, or there'd just be like a mini fantasy draft every year. Like, you, you know, lose six guys and it's just throw them up in the air, see where they land. You know what's going to suck is in five years, if they add another team, the Flyers are going to have a lot of trouble. Oh, yeah, but then screwed. they'll be in position to negotiate their way out of it. Hopefully. Then they'll just have a team stacked, and they'll be like, here, take the next four first-round picks, leave us alone. Hey, Bill, can, yeah. I make a, can I make a point? Yeah. Yeah, you know, this is the last show you're going to be able to claim Neuverth is getting taken by Vegas unless it actually happens. It's going to be the greatest. This- it's just going to be the absolute greatest. But as we said, Vegas has reportedly four pre-draft deals worked out already. Uh, the first one is with Columbus. Columbus is going to supposedly give up the 24th overall pick so as to not lose their backup goalie or or Jack Johnson. Yeah, Columbus apparently uh, really, 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 really wants to keep all of its they gotta, shitty players. They and David keep, Savard. David they Savard yeah. is on the 12th and 13th best forwards. <laughs> yeah, I uh, Jarmo in Columbus. I you know he he's just a head scratcher. You know, you look at last year he took uh, uh, what the heck's his name the one guy over Paul Harvey, and then this year he's moving the first to protect guys that might not be too good, but. You know, who knows? Maybe, you know, they look at these guys and they say, okay, these guys are more valuable than somebody we can get at 24. But why? Uh, the Islanders are, they have a deal worked out. Apparently, they want to keep uh, Bailey and Sezikis, uh away from them. And it's, are they surrendering a first round pick? I haven't actually seen what that deal is. Yeah, I think only the only like actual thing that's leaked out about deals wise is the Columbus giving up a first. Okay. But, you know, who knows if that's even true or not. And the Islanders are the only team that protected five defensemen, which is... They protected yes. five. They protected five oh, defensemen. They protected Boychuk, Hamonic, Letty, Pelik, and Pulak. If I were the Islanders, I would have blown it up all. I would just be like, guess what? We're starting over. They're just yeah, kinda... I mean, yeah, what are you holding on to? You're a bad team. Yeah, you're... let it go. They have a really high, like, they have a really high cap hit. <laughs> 
and they're not good. They finished a couple points ahead of the Flyers, and they have Taves or not Taves <laughs> Tavares. Close. I, I always want to <laughs> call him. I always want to call him Jonathan Tavares, but apparently his name is just John, and he gets real offended because he <laughs> thinks you're really? calling him Jonathan Taves. That's yeah. really hard to That's stop a- mixing up the two most boring white bread players <laughs> in the league. <laughs> that whole situation is tragic there on you know in New York. You look at it. John Tavares is probably arguably the best contract in the NHL, opposed you know other than Wayne Simmons and. They wasted that entire time with that contract where ah, they could have brought in people. They yeah. won four cups in a row. I yeah. got I got nothing for them. I got nothing for the Islanders. You're a fake team. Bring back Milbury's <laughs> GM, please. Uh, the Blackhawks are sending Marcus Kruger and his 3.08 million cap hit uh, to Vegas as long as they take Trevor Van Riemsdyk. Um, I guess that's is not, that true? How? <laughs> what else could they possibly be giving? <laughs> to, oh yeah, we have this overpaid guy and our sixth best defenseman. <laughs> that the, the wait, crew. is that real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was like the first deal that came out was that they will trade them Kruger if they take Van Reems. I somehow missed that, but for some reason I find it hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> like okay. It's like, it's like it's, a, it's like a win-win. It's like you know they're getting out of the like. I, apparently Kruger is actually like an amazing defensive forward, even though he had what four points one season a couple years ago. But that might have been a that's fluke. hard Who to knows? do. Like Chris Vandevelde had like yeah. five or six hey, goals last Chris year. Chris Vandevelde almost had ten goals. What two years ago? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a, hard to do. Yeah, but um, I mean, like you look at it, like yeah, he you know he could be you know almost like a third defenseman on the ice when he's out there and you know premier penalty killer, but he's making three million dollars. You can't give three million dollars to a quote unquote premier penalty killer unless he's you know making your penalty kill like a ninety five percent you know kill. So I mean, it's almost like Chicago's winning the you know they're getting out of that three million so they can you know move uh, or spend the money more wisely. I suppose is the way to put it. And uh, the Ducks are apparently, they're in the situation the Flyers will be looking at, like, say, if Seattle or Quebec were to get a team in the near future where they are going to be giving up something, assumedly a first-round pick, to protect Sammy Vatnin and Josh Manson. Please leave us alone. We beg of you. (laughs) That's not... uh, I mean, that's not a bad strategy. That's fine. When you have guys like that, yes, give something up to protect But then it's also like, you know, you have Kevin Bieksa, who you traded for, which, eh, didn't make sense. I at the time and doesn't make sense now. Now you know you have to protect him because he has his no moving clause and you know he won't waive it. And you know you can't get mad at the guy for not waiving it. But no, he, no. he negotiated exactly. the movement for for a reason. It puts a lot of Hextall's moves into perspective. Even if he didn't do them with expansion in mind, mm-hmm. he went with the Sam Hinkie. I got options. He went with optionality and. It's working out for him. Like they are going, their worst case scenario is losing Michael Roffel. Yeah, who, it's pretty great. Yeah, yes. like when we drew out the best possible lineup, yeah. he may or may not be Honestly, in. Honestly, looking at it, Roffel's probably the only player that will be upset that they lose. Anybody else will just be like, eh. I kind of hope later. they take some of the other guys. Oh yeah. my god, if they were to take Dale Weiss, if that'd they be take best day. Hey, Belmar, Dale we- oh my, if they take Bel- like I'm, I, I might pull a Stephanie and take off all my clothes and run around the bar if they take <laughs> Belmar because <laughs> it'll be. The best thing that could possibly if happen. If Las to this Vegas team. takes Belmar, I will like paint my entire body just hot pink and just run around Wells Fargo Center for probably eight hours. Noted. Z- Joe's getting arrested. <laughs> 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 All right. So I have a question. I'm listening. In in uh in respect to the Mayweather versus McGregor fight and oh, this good. reported Michael Phelps versus a shark race. Okay, can I stop you just for one second? <laughs> what? What's this now? Excuse me? I don't... Michael Phelps is going to race a shark? Bill, did, a you, literal did shark? you read this on theonion.com? <laughs> I don't think it was on the onion. Why wouldn't the shark just, like, turn into the other swimming lane and eat him? I assume there's going to be a barrier oh, of I some see. kind. I don't believe he'll be, he be next to a shark. But, I have so many questions. But how are they going to get the shark to start swimming full speed? It's like, got to be a trained shark yeah, of some like, kind. Can you train sharks? I Maybe just, you just probably. Put... They train hey, everything. Hey, guys, guys, stick to sports. You ever see the <laughs> you ever see the documentary about SeaWorld where they just beat the whales? I'm sure it's the same. You can do the same as sharks. Well, now I'm sad. <laughs> Okay, so, yeah, okay, I'm sorry, I do realize. I, I, <laughs> what yeah. kind of cross-promotional showdown would you want to see in the NHL? And honestly, I just made this to see what everyone's reaction in the outline would be, and nobody <laughs> responded to it, and I thought I it was it. hilarious. And I don't know how I missed it. I thought it, it was hilarious. I, I looked at it, and I fell asleep. I'm going to say I would like to see a team of NHL rookies, sort of like the Team North America situation like we had in the uh, 
stupid tournament that they made us watch. Um, I would like to see them play, like, let's do, like, 70s style and play, like, the Russian national team oh, or something We'll have like Bobby Clark just, like, have an axe and kill Valerie Karlamov again. <laughs> sure. Now, I was thinking, like, the only thing I could think of that wasn't over-the-top ridiculous, like, at play, like, the Penguins play actual Penguins, <laughs> uh... <laughs> Was was like a Memorial Cup situation yeah. where you had like the SHL champ, the Stanley Cup champ, oh, the that KHL. Would be awesome. that, that seems cool. The KHL and like the AHL, I guess the top four leagues. Bill that would be fun. Have them go at it. That would be fun, actually. Honestly, I would watch that. You know what we need? What's we that? need multi puck. Multi puck. Triple threat game where there's three teams on the ice and yes. two pucks. I'm all for it. Three on three on three. Or just free for all what the entire team going No, no, your, your first idea was good. We should the have The Memorial Cup. Yeah. yeah, that was yeah. good. <laughs> it's like I'm leaving. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, you, you, you bring up a good question, Kelly, about the what the ideal lineups are uh, after yeah. after this, uh, this expansion draft happens. And, of course, Friday we will be adding, hopefully, an NHL-ready uh, talent, a top-nine forward. It's going to be so what Nolan. So what do you think it's going to come down to? It's going to be Nolan? Oh, it's going to be Nolan for sure. <sighs> I think so. And I, I've i just built up Nico so much in my no, mind listen, I'm going to be disappointed. I want Nico, but I keep going back to the fact that as soon as New Jersey got that number one overall pick, what's-his-face button, Craig Button, yeah, switched his ranking, and these guys know stuff. And he wouldn't have switched it if he didn't. And then um, Mackenzie's rankings just came out. He had Nico at number one as yeah. well. So I, I just, Having never seen either of them play, let me tell you my strong opinions about that. Yes, please do, because I also have those. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the I just I, I love the beats. I love the columnists, all the guys who put down bloggers and then It's you, really important that we support journalism, yeah, William. Use I in the lead three times. I love it. <laughs> I just absolutely love all of it. I'm so glad I paid a hundred thousand dollars for a journalism degree. I really am. Don't go to college, kids. Don't. No. no. Just, just do something else with the money. Invest yeah. it wisely. Go find a crooked go find an, a crooked investment banker and figure out a way to scam money off the top. Perfect. Well, I'm <laughs> dropping into college now. Thank you, Kelly Hinkle, for <laughs> You're welcome. life but advice. Ideal lineups, Kelly. Okay, so my ideal lineup is based on the idea that Michael Roffel will no longer be with us after this weekend. Okay. And so I would like to see a top line... Of Claude Giroux, Jake Voracek, and Oscar Lindblom. Okay. A second line of number two, probably Nolan Patrick, Travis Konechny, and our pal Braden Shen. A third line of Wheel, Cooter, Simmons. And a fourth line that could actually produce goals of Philip, Philip Pula, whose name I always <laughs> say wrong. Phil Pula, Lawton, and Meat Reed. Meat Reed. Yeah. The Meat Reaper. Yeah. Uh, I don't hate it. I really... It ain't bad, right? I really want to see Vecchioni in this lineup. Why? Because Steph hates him for no reason. Oh, I mean... It's, uh, it's honestly all about how much Steph hates honestly, him. Honestly, until someone like you brings him up, I forget <laughs> that he exists. I forget Matt Reed exists regularly. Well, that's You can't fine. bring up meat, though. Meat yeah, meat. yeah. Meat Reed. Meat. I don't... If Limblom is a top-line player right away, that will blow me away. I am... I'm expecting to see him take on a role with... Like Shen and Couturier together, I see that as a nice big meaty line. <laughs> Without no, meat, they're, no. they're not a like. None of them are too fast. None of them are. None of them are too fast. They're going to be able to play together, exit the zone together, make plays at the same pace, and they'll be able to get to the net. And that's something I would like to see. It'll help. It'll help Couturier. What what you're making a face at me already? It'll help Couturier like finally produce and gives Braden Shen another playmaker. I just I feel like first of all, if Charlie was here and Charlie's very smart, he would agree with my very smart point that Oscar Lindblom <laughs> could play on the top line. Um, but really, the thing that I want to see and that we can do without really having to work that hard is have a fourth line that can score goals. See, have a fourth line that can play all the time, not just on the penalty kill who can actually bring something to the lineup. And it, it's just, I mean, like, I don't know. I want it. Bring me all the meats. <laughs> all the meats. <laughs> John's Meat fist pumping over That's there. <laughs> I am so cool with this fourth line here because it doesn't include Belmar. Really? Yes. No matter what, out of the forward group they have now, 
It, it includes Lynn Blom, and it includes the second pick in my mind out of the forward group. As long as Belmar is finding himself in the press box for like at least 60 games, I'm cool with it. He was literally one of the worst players in the league. By every metric. He does nothing. He's a bad hockey player. Very nice man. Nice face. Makes a good crepe. Nice French person. (laughs) Good good accent. Terrible hockey player. I do love that he has the French mouthpiece. He's got got a good Instagram. Does he? Yeah. yeah. He Um, can work on it from the press box. Yeah, he can get some good photos from up there. You know what my part of my ideal lineup would be? A third line of uh, Oscar Lindblom, number two pick. And Jordan Wheel, just like a kids line. I think that would be I fantastic. That's I'm looking at looking at everything that they're gonna have. They finally have versatility, and they finally have the ability to like. They'll never be able to do what the Penguins do because the Penguins have you know, their top two centers are Hall of Famers. But the idea that oh the wingers aren't producing one night, and the Penguins just throw the fourth line wings on Crosby's line, and then they just throw the third-line wings on Malkin's line and then just put a ram shackle, like, third line together, and it still works because they have Phil Kessel <laughs> play, on that line. Yeah, Tom, I was going to say the third Tom line Sistito. is the yeah. HBK line, which is, like, everyone else's yeah. second line. And uh, I'm just looking at versatility, and it's this is going to be such a great week There's so because they're not going to lose anything. They're not going to nope. lose anything of consequence. Michael Roffel is the worst case scenario. And it's not that bad. On, on Wednesday, they're going to lose nothing. And then on Friday, they're going to add one of the two best players in the draft. And you can watch us. You can watch with us. You can watch the Flyers with us add one of the two best players in the draft on Friday, June 23rd at Smith's Bar and Restaurant. In Center City, it is going to be a great time. We are going to be live from 6.30 to 8.30. Uh, WIP is cross-promoting it with us. It is going to be so much fun. I want to see you all out there. Guys, this is our first shot at this. And if if a big group turns out, think of the things you'll be able to do with us from here on out. Talking about tailgates, other remotes, just all sorts of fun you can have with the Broad Street Hockey crew. You have helped us make this show what it already has grown to. We need you to grow it further with us. We are asking for all of you to come out and have a great time with us. There are going to be cold ones. There's going to be hot takes. There's going to be Steph and Kelly, so you, you're going to have a good time. It's just going to be a good time. You are one of the two most popular people on this show. Well, that's a bunch of nonsense, but thank you. Everyone hates me. People, and 50% of people think Charlie's just a stat nerd. No, people so love he's Charlie. Got, no, Pete, Pete, Charlie has the love-hate thing. I'm the one everyone hates because I'm like Skip Bayless. And Charlie, people who like like stats enjoy him, and people who think he's a nerd hate him. And you and Steph are the people who just come in with the, everyone likes you. Okay. I'll, I'll accept it. One quick thing. I love you, Will. Factual. I mean, and where does where's Joe yeah. rank? Joe? Yeah. Seventh. <laughs> Last. Jo- Joe's, Joe's the guy who... Uh, when the you know when you guys realize wait no we need somebody for this week uh, fill in quick you know I get called last minute hey we need somebody come in and talk about sports on the podcast we asked you pretty early this week I think you did we discussed I asked you your very name very per- early this morning <laughs> we discussed your name pretty early this week then That's true. <laughs> uh, yeah it, it's gonna be a good time we want everyone to come out yeah uh, just come out much, and hang out how with much us time do we have left John I don't even know. Uh, yeah, I mean it's a podcast, so you don't have, you have as much time as you want. That's the beauty of this thing. Sixty nine more seconds. Oh, yes, That's yeah. a nice I was going to say sixty nine more minutes, but Kelly <laughs> Kelly finishes fast, and I like that. That is all the time we have for you on Broad Street Hockey Radio this week. Like I said, come out to the party on Friday. Come out and support us. It's going to be a great time. Uh, have a great week, Philly. Mark Fultz. Are you ready to talk about sports?
Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seemed Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. <laughs>